Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning, word farmers. I'm sure the title of word farmer is going to be stuck with me now after that Rat Creek Press article came out. I always find it so interesting uh, talking to interviewers because the portrait that emerges, one always feels that, you know, in bits and pieces, it presents oneself accordingly. And in other bits, you're like, hmm, who is that individual? Or where is all her other accomplishments? Or did she say that in that way? I don't think so. But I also found it curious that the article replicated something I've been doing my whole life, which is to, well, the interviewer had asked me, uh, tell me something that um, many people will not know about you. And I just, you know, hemmed and hawed and scratched my head. And I thought, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, probably many things or maybe nothing. I don't know. And then I resorted to talking about my parents, which actually probably a lot of people know about me, but also many don't. Uh, the fact that my mother was a nun and my father's younger than her and is a truck driver who wrote poems on waybills. And I have been talking about my parents my whole life, and I talk about my parents way more than I'm sure any adult speaks of their parents. I mean, one, because they're unique, amazing, wonderful people, and also I, I realize that it's kind of a way of not talking about myself. <laughs> so I talk about them instead. And of course, you know, they formed and shaped me in the early years and continue to be very supportive. So there you go. I am a word farmer. I get up every morning and read and write and also do this podcast and my reading channel and other things. And I just came back from Saskatoon where I was at the Blues Fest. My partner played there with Billy Joe Green Band. And uh, it was just amazing that uh, Rita Chiarelli, she was the headliner and she was utterly fantastical. The range of that woman's voice is just astounding. And she played with an all-female band and they were just superb. And the room was packed and everybody was drinking wine and eating charcuterie and and calling out random encouragements and cheering. And it was just, it was so glorious because it was just this post-pandemic feel of everybody gathering together again for art and there's nothing better you know live music that's that's the core of everything including poetry poetry is a live music and so that brings me to the entrances today which is a shorty it's only about four minutes and it's from the Calgary poet David Martin. I'll read you a little bit about his bio and then and then where we met and uh, what he's going to talk about. So he works as a literary a literacy, not literary, literacy instructor in Calgary. And he's an organizer for the Single Onion Poetry Series. Fantastic event. His first collection, Tar Swan from Newest Press 2018, was a finalist for the Raymond Souster Award and the City of Calgary W.O. Mitchell Book Prize. David's work has been awarded the CBC Poetry Prize and has been shortlisted for prizes from Freefall, Vallum, and Prism International. Ah, yes, the prizes. As well, his poems have appeared in numerous journals across Canada. His next collection, Kink Bands, which I first thought was going to be about, you know, 
S&M musical groups will be published by Newest Press in 2023. And I first met David, uh, well, he remembered that we first met briefly, probably back when I first lived in Edmonton around, what, 07 or 08, we met at the Olive Series there that was run by Doug Barber and Jenna Butler and so forth. And we were briefly introduced there. And then later on, as he hosts The Single Onion in Calgary, I read there in 2014, I believe, from Designated Mourner. Uh, he's a wonderful host. And then later on, I reviewed Tarswan, which I really enjoyed. It's completely unique. And I was very interested in it because my partner who died uh, worked uh, in the oil sands industry. And uh, then we we met again in Edmonton, I, I believe also at the Olive Series. This is just before Doug Barber died, possibly, and he launched Tarswan there. And then um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when Riven came out, alas, uh, he played, I, I got this idea that I would do a recording of the river sequence at the end, which is 17 parts, and I would contact 17 musicians I knew and would get them to play the accompaniment for each one of those parts. So he played trombone for one of my 17 parts in my river sequence poem. Now he's going to chat about geology. So happy Monday morning. We're going to hear about uh, the earth and uh, we're going to learn terms we probably most of us don't know. Um, he talks about how he went on tours in the Rocky Mountains to collect ideas and themes, not just info for kink bands, his new collection. Uh, he engaged in creating metamorphic translation forms, uh, as well as using a basic English of 850 words to enact geological processes and to expose layers in language. So... I love books based on research. When they transcend their research, incorporate their research, meld their research with the mystery, it's incredibly powerful. So then he ends by reading his short piece, Petrified Willow Leaves. So please enjoy an entrances from David Martin. the ideas and themes that are behind uh, my upcoming poetry collection, Kink Bands, which is going to be published in the fall of 2023. In my first collection, Tar Swan, I had been interested in exploring the history and the mythology of the Alberta oil sands. Uh, but in this collection, my attention shifted to focusing on geology and the many ways of utilizing it to think about the world, its past, present, and future. I spent quite a few years researching and learning about geology because I was working on these poems, taking classes and going on tours with my father-in-law who's a retired geologist through the Rocky Mountains of Alberta. One of the key ideas I was interested in exploring was um, how to manifest geological notions within a poem and not simply use it as information to impart to the reader. So there's a number of ways that I attempted to do this. And uh, one of the stranger experiments that I tried is something I called a metamorphic translation. For these poems, 
I would take something that I or another poet had written and uh, subject the piece to extreme compression and pressure, much like what happens when a tectonic plate is subducted be uh, beneath another plate. Uh, when rocks experience metamorphism, it can result in a number of changes to the material, including foliation, which is a layering. And this is something I tried to explore visually in the poems. I also translated the poems um, into a restricted form of English called Basic English, which only uses 850 words in its entire vocabulary. And with these different pressures and visual representations, I hoped to enact a geological process within the poem. Other aspects that I considered are the connections between geological forces and environmental changes that are occurring, as well as personal histories that I've created while out in the mountains. Uh, one other idea that I explored had to do with lithic strata or layers and thinking about layers within language. So there are several poems that discuss early theories, which can seem very strange now, about the geology of the earth. And many of them use distinctive forms of Middle English, which to me felt like digging down into the language a little bit. Um, one of my favorites from this type of experiment was to use ideas from William Barnes, a poet and philologist, and his attempts to remove elements of French, Greek, and Latin from the English language. He felt that English had given up useful words for less intelligible imported ones, and he came up with alternatives for writers to use. Now, obviously his ideas never really caught on, but I thought of his linguistic notion as a kind of fossil discovered within English, and I used his lexicon to write a poem about a fossilized leaf imprint that I'd come upon during a hike. So this is the poem, it's called Petrified Willow Leaves for William Barnes. O falsome thing for stone, what brangle brought you here? Thorough shining leaves once groom, full ended now, breaksome with fear. High deedy earth whips life grist, your kin stem forefrets in checklist time. A faith law enholds you with frozen return vows to welcome heirs prime. Foreknotted breath terrored the man who trowed we so continents to be. Upcleaning limbs unfriend the bowl, but wind quickening still is matterly. Thank you. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.